0: 90s now with kelly alexander and sharon highland
1: well all right we are here kel adam how you doing feels good to be
0: back
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah. i just let adam tell us how we're doing that's what happens
1: that's perfect because it's like he's coming from 70s or 80s radio good to be back (laughs) welcome to our program yeah (laughs) Perfect. You know what's happening on the program today?
0: I don't know. You'll t- you tell me. All right. Here we go. All I'll
1: right. tell you what's happening. Uh, I'll tell you this. I can say that. Uh, well, we will collectively be able to tell you why Will Smith uh, could be a, could be a very good boss to have. Also, that Julia Louis Dreyfus is set to make us laugh again and again. And of all the heavy stuff that uh, Alanis has shared with her fans through her music, she's um, getting set to surprise us once again in a very sort of accessible way um, and mildly musical. Is that enough of a tease to make you <laughs> keep on listening, you guys? Yeah, uh, I hope so. We'll tell you what sexy rock star didn't plan to be up front, um, but obviously now there's no turning back for this six pack. I'm a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Kelly's trivia coming your way. Test your uh, knowledge there. We'll give you a 90s rewind at the end of the show. And the many layers of one of the kings of hip hop, uh, proving once again he knows exactly how he or how to become one of those kings. So I think that that's the word we should start today. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, Dogg. style. <laughs> okay, so what Snoop Dogg has acknowledged is uh, that there's more than one generation of people listening to his music. How cool is that? And that's super smart to be able to know that, that your audience isn't niche, there's not just one set of people, there's a bunch, and that you have to um address that in your creativity, I think. Would you not yeah. concur, you guys? I,
2: I don't know how many artists actually have that luxury of knowing that they have the moms, the dads, the kids. Not every artist has that
1: well, it's interesting that you call it a luxury, because I think that's what keeps people humble, recognizing that you have listeners, period, fans, period. Uh, but in a way that, uh, gosh, he was, <laughs> it's funny from our perspective, I think we know him as an artist that keeps on keeping on. But we certainly know from the show's perspective that his roots are in uh, in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what he has said is that uh, it works to both sides of it as far as knowing that there is a young generation that probably don't know nothing about my music in the 90s. He says, I got to make music for them as well. But at the same time, I got to make music for their mamas and their daddies too. So uh, he says he just tries to make sure that he takes care of the whole house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which is... Something uh, admirable to say. And by the way, something I loved in the article we read was that he mentioned how his rhyming style and how he picked up stuff when he was in nursery school, like when he was in school and learning and learning rhymes and just kind of how to pick up a cadence that way. I don't think many rappers would admit to learning some of their skill sets from nursery rhymes.
1: Uh, No kidding, which is exactly where everybody starts their rhyming Skills with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's uh, Mother Goose taught us that.
2: Uh, my grade three teacher decided to use me as an example when he was uh, teaching us uh, rhyming. And so this followed me for the rest of grade three. Uh oh. Kelly belly bowl full of jelly.
1: Oh, well, well, well.
2: I'm and like, look, like this is years later, and I'm still remembering the pain that I went through when he came up with that magic.
1: Wow, he just wanted to prove that you had so many other words that rhymed with your name.
2: Yeah, I guess. And then it literally, like, and then that specific day out on the, you know, in the playground, people were just having at me, Kelly Belly, bowl full of jelly. Like, (laughs) imagine
1: though, smelly never came up. So you had dodged something there. It
2: probably did.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? We can make it happen now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, Kelly, you're so smelly.
2: Fantastic. (laughs)
1: <laughs> do you yeah. know that it was International uh, Tongue Twister Day? The other Today? day, I did not know that. But by the time that we are recording this show, it was yesterday. Yeah. So by the time people are hearing this show, and thank you very much for uh, listening and checking into Nineties Now, by the way, um, it's a few days ago. But International Tongue Twisters, I got one for you. You ready? Do it up, do it up. That if um, if there was a synonym for cinnamon. It would be a cinnamon synonym. So you try to explain that to someone later. That if, in fact, <laughs> there were a synonym for cinnamon, that it would be a cinnamon synonym. I like that one. That,
2: that's a good one. That's a lot, though. That's it's a lot. taken a
1: lot of practice, I will admit to that. <laughs> a lot.
2: <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to internal practice for the rest of the show and see if I can whip it out at the end. Uh
1: well I was on the radio uh for International Tongue Twister Day just happened to be and I was able to play a clip of uh Gloria from Modern Family just to cover the now part of 90s now. Um yeah. when she did uh, she was trying to learn how to speak more clearly so that her accent wouldn't rub off on Joe and so the teacher Joe's teacher starts the uh Betty bought a bit of butter, that whole, to to practice your enunciation, and she says something to the effect of, Betty bought a boot a bit. Just completely ridiculous, but super funny. Her character <laughs> is so amazing and in available. that show. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Did you, I is. think you and
2: I both found a few weeks ago, Scottish people trying to say the purple burglar alarm.
1: Oh yeah. Purple burglar. That's a tough one.
2: <laughs> that was epic.
1: Purple burglar. Purple burglar. <laughs> but with a Scottish accent, they wanna mm. they wanna punch you for having suggested yeah. they try it in the first place.
2: First of all, I'm not sure in life there's a purple burglar alarm, but nonetheless.
1: <laughs> Someone should make one.
2: Yeah, just and sell it only in, in Scotland.
1: <laughs> Manufactured there.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn
1: it! (laughs) Uh, You guys ready for some trivia? Because I don't have any, but I'm
0: sure that Kelly does. Let's do it!
2: 90s.
0: (laughs) Now. Trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. bong. We're ready. Back to the
2: flashy cards. Back to the flashy cards. Ooh. Let's see if they disappoint or not this week. And remember... (laughs) We're not sure how accurate they are on account of the Janet Jackson <laughs> fail a few weeks back. <laughs> <laughs> on account of
1: we don't know who wrote these things.
2: Yeah, not me. Um, so here we are. This is uh, in the science and technology genre Ooh. of questions. So which I've a chance. I don't think I chance. often tell you guys in advance. I just <laughs> do it. Uh, so IMDB began in 1990 as a list of actors with beautiful What?
1: Sharon. Go, Sharon. Databases. (laughs) I don't even know if that makes sense. (laughs) Ooh, look at the database on her. You never heard that one?
0: (laughs) Um, I have not. I've missed out, clearly. Adam, are you taking a guess? Well, I'm going to guess with beautiful faces. Ooh, close, Adam. With beautiful eyes.
2: Ooh. Ooh. But, I did not know that because I've used MD, IMDb several times as a career in radio announcing and like, yeah, I had no clue that's where it started. Wow.
0: But why would you do that? Why would, why would you need a database of actors and actresses with beautiful eyes?
2: They didn't give me that part of the question, Adam. That's,
0: that's the in the next volume
1: of cards.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I would like to, as we've discussed before on the show, uh, sometimes with the answer, there's some snazzy repartee. That oh, yes. <laughs> Comes along with it. So the answer they actually wrote was eyes, comma, of course, exclamation mark.
0: Of oh. course. Because it's the so The internet
1: obvious. movie database started with eyeballs.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: You're welcome. Well, All right. Thank you. So question. And I'm, 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 was, wait, I'm curious to know, how did they change from just the eyes? And they went, oh, boobs too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everything else around <laughs> it. <laughs>
2: Maybe they got a sponsor, Adam. Oh, maybe. (laughs) We should get one of those. They went
1: from the eyes to the, (laughs) hey, my eyes are up here.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. Uh. Uh, So our next one is uh, from movies. Ooh. Here we are. Movies. So the 1998 movie The Parent Trap, which stars Lindsay Lohan as 11-year-old twin sisters, Name the twin sisters. Oh, Sharon. Sharon, who's whisper whisper talking? Hi, you guys. Buffy and Jody.
1: <laughs> That's for the uh, Did you older say end Buffy of uh, and Jody? the older end of the spectrum of our listeners. Only they will understand who Buffy <laughs> and Jody are. <laughs> I'm going to go with. I know with it's um, not the right
0: answer. I'm going to yeah. go with Adam? um. Allie and Sophie.
2: Allie and Sophie. I guess uh, that's wrong. Inc- inc- incorrect. Oh, Annie- I'm gonna guess again then. Annie and Hallie. Kippy, <laughs>
1: Kippy. <laughs> and S- and Sally. <laughs> no. No. Wait. Wh- not, wh- what
2: was the Kippy answer? And Sally. Annie and Hallie.
0: Well, we we had the E part of it.
2: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I but uh, nothing else. <laughs> I- Adam was four when that movie came out. Uh, did you watch it, Adam? I've seen it.
0: A few years ago, okay, I think I was dating someone whose favorite movie was *The Parent Trap*, so um, I got to see one. It's a shame you're not ones. still together. I yeah. know, I know, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say the writing was on the wall on that one, Adam.
0: Um, but yeah, I've seen it a, a, a while back. Okay, yeah,
2: very nice. Don't really same remember there.
0: the story, but I, I do I think remember. Lindsay seeing
2: it. Lohan, by the way, resides a fair amount of the time, like over in Dubai or something, like. <laughs>
0: As we speak, like in, like now. She's so fair skinned, it's so hot there.
2: This is what I hear, Sharon. Mm -hmm. But I hear that she she may (laughs) combust. But she's supposed to be doing a new movie project, I believe, at some point. So I'll keep you posted should that be confirmed.
0: The Parent Trap, the sequel?
2: Didn't they do the sequel? (laughs) Still trapped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Trapped in the heat in Dubai. (laughs) Here we are.
1: At least she's doing a film project, not a project on films. So, do you know? There's that. It's good news. She's working. Yep. We are happy for her. Um, Down the list of things that we would like to tackle subject-wise today, uh, why would Will Smith be a great boss to have? He gives cash bonuses. I love when bosses do that.
2: And he gives cash bonuses, I think, when it's not entirely his own fault. know what I mean?
1: No, I don't know what you mean.
2: Well, I don't. I don't think. Well, when you, I'll let you describe the story, and then I'll tell no, you. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Well, when I read the story, if I understand it correctly, it's because the movie that uh, was gonna was it king. Oh, it was King Richard right? That's right. the uh, Serena and uh, Venus's dad about the tennis family. Yep. Mm-hmm. And their dad. So uh, it sounds like because I guess Will is a producer on the film, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that was actually completely written in the story. But there was an issue with the release where they, I think, are going straight to streaming as opposed to... They're either going straight to streaming or they're releasing in theaters and streaming at the same time. Ah. So I believe the cast wouldn't be getting as much money as they would have had it gone only to theaters first. Right. And so Will decided to pony up money to pay the cast. And I don't know if some of the crew, too. I'm assuming just the cast, though, because I think that's where they would would feel it. um, To make up for the money they would have lost because of this new way that the distribution company was going.
1: Well, then when you think of it, it's uh, it's nice that he's doing it, but he's also sparing, uh, sparing him and whoever would be responsible um, in the executive production area of things, in the office jobs. Uh, he's sparing a, a lawsuit because didn't Scarlett Johansson just yeah. take um, a film company to court and win? Because if you release... I If you stream on the same as a release date, and the actor is only signed in their contract to reap the benefits of a theatrical release, and then you put it, you stream it, they're not get, you know, not as many people are going to leave the house if they don't have to. Yep. Right. So, well, good for good for Will, good for Scarlett Johansson for setting the bar, but also good for Will Smith for uh, for noticing (laughs) that he. That might be the same yeah. situation. And I said for them.
2: distribution company, but I'm assuming it's the actual film company behind the film that that would have been causing this this uh shenanigan trouble, if you will.
1: Oh shenanigan trouble. Yeah. Do
0: we know <laughs> do we know how much the bonus was?
1: Like I don't are we think talking a few the thousands the article,
0: or it? like a million or
1: um what was it that the uh that he was paid $40 million for the film yeah, he was and then personally 40, but... wrote checks out to his co-stars. Um, the the uh, girls have played his daughters in the film. Um, that he gave out gifts after they, they changed the release. Um, but there's no dollar amount. But, hey, man, cash bonuses, whatever the amount, are always nice. It's like finding a $10 bill in your jacket to... pocket.
2: Yeah. He also gave money to Tony Goldwyn, too, I believe, right, in the article, Sharon? Um, yeah. Who would have been on uh, Scandal, right? That's the actor from Scandal, I think? Right. Yes. I love him.
1: Hey. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That wasn't a hey to you guys. (laughs) Sorry for looking away. I've got a demanding four-legged beast again. A toddler. (laughs) Uh, So good on Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, Any extra cash bonus lying around, I'll take it. Thank you very much. Now, we talked about... um, were we clear at the beginning talking about? Um, uh, yes, it was. I did mention Alanis then that all of all the heavy stuff that you know we've gone through with her as a as an artist and uh, through her music and what she's shared in her life and stuff like that. Uh, would you have ever pegged her to be a part or even the story surrounding a sitcom? Never. No kidding, but it com- makes complete sense. It does. Like, the loose bass is uh, a mom of three with a rock star past, but it has been described as a 40-something woman married with three kids who spent her young adult life as an international rock star, famous for her self-penned anthems of female rage and teen angst. Now, this voice of her generation, although deeply bonded with her family, can't quite get the next generation living in her house to listen to her. Oh. oh. <laughs> and then the hilarity ensues. I think it's going to be good. Actually, i I'm, think it's I'm gonna being be sarcastic and a little bit. She's executive but... producing. Yeah, she is. And uh providing original music for the show too. So she's not going to be who... in it. She doesn't get yeah. to play herself. Smart. Yeah.
2: I wonder who they will cast. Do you think they'll cast a newbie or they'll cast like a well-known Hollywood person? I think uh
1: well, is it based on her life? Is it is it going to be called the uh, Alanis's house? You know what I mean? <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> Shay Alanis. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I would have to bet that they'd go with someone at least with experience, but maybe not super well-known so they don't cloud the image.
2: Yeah. I, I can't even imagine who they'll get to play it, but I I do think this makes all the sense, especially because Alanis clearly has a great sense of humor, even though so much of her music is, like, super uh, emotional, and I dare I say it, there's some darkness in there occasionally. Oh, yeah. And so it's so great to think that they're going to have a sitcom based around all of her magic. And P.S., just so we don't forget, Alana's a massive fan of Janet Jackson, so I hope they write that into the script at
1: some point. Then a guest spot by Janet just walking across the set.
2: By the way, uh, it was as we just, I uh, I, I forgot to mention because I only found out since last show, shout out the uh, Dancing with the Stars had a Janet Jackson night. Did
1: wow. you know this? I not. I was not. waiting to see how long it would take you to say it.
2: <laughs> and uh, she actually made a little appearance, a little video uh, message to the peeps. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, then they went to town and had a great time doing all the, the Janet moves. I heard the that steps uh, JoJo and,
1: Siwa does a really good job of the dance
2: the the rhythm nation dance i don't know i didn't watch that part i taped it <laughs>
1: <clears> There's <throat> my little shoulder uh, 1814 for you kelly i appreciate your efforts Thank you're you. welcome <laughs> yep um so from, uh, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I was going to say big screen to small screen, but it's the other way around. Small screen to larger screen that Julia Louis-Dreyfus is going to be uh, in the movies, at least on a couple of occasions coming in our near future. I should air quote near future because um, <laughs> the first film that we'll talk about, which is a comedy that centers uh, around a New York novelist named Beth, happily married to her husband Don, hence the name Beth and Dawn. Um She overhears him talking about how he hasn't liked her writing in years. <laughs> and so that their once perfect marriage is then put to the test. And the good in their lives is threatened. Sounds funny, though. And it'll start filming next uh, next year. So it's not even like nothing's happened yet. So They'll film in 2022, and we'll see uh, what happens after that. But ahead of that one, she has done some work with Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. hmm And no title on that one. <laughs> so yeah. it's done, um, and we'll have to keep our eye on Netflix for what's going to happen. For Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who's just getting it done. Man, she's funny.
2: She gets it done. She, in that Eddie Murphy movie with Jonah Hill, plays, I believe, Jonah Hill's mama. Nice. So that'll be, re- I can all, I, I, when I found out the news, I was envisioning the back and forth between these two. I think it'll be, I think it'll be fantastic. I can only imagine the two of them uh, on screen together. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah but, like, we have a long time
1: to wait until we get it though. So <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: I'm thinking, tw- well, I, maybe that one will be tail end of 2022, but I think the Beth and Don one, I feel that's heading into 2023. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Why does it take so long? I used to think, you know, I'd be okay with it taking so long because it was actually on film, you know, like actual film, and they yeah. had to do edits. Sorry, uh, <laughs> um, but now it's I and no no disrespect to anybody who does film editing, but I would think that it goes or should go a little bit quicker
0: because it's it's digital, but it's You'd coming say, but from st- a place of zero higher. experience. Say that again. Standards are higher. Movie needs to be better, you know, so you got to work harder and longer. I guess. I guess. (laughs) I guess, You know who
1: puts in the hard work?
2: Janet Jackson.
1: And you know who else puts in the hard
2: work? (laughs) (laughs) Missy Elliott. Who? Missy Elliott.
1: Yes, her too.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, I'll just, you know, in place of guessing every single person in the world before getting to the right answer uh Lenny Kravitz yeah he puts in the hard work on those abs oh my gosh beautiful he's he's pretty down with uh wearing a buttoned shirt without doing the buttons yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you know and just showing up to whatever the event I'm here and often the event is leaving his beautiful home on the beautiful island of uh, the uh so you wouldn't necessarily necessarily need to uh to button up your shirt but uh thank you Either way, for posting pictures when you don't do that, Lenny Kravitz. I appreciate it.
2: Isn't he Um, like 57? He should be. Yes. Not many 57-year-olds, I would venture to guess, look like that.
1: No. And you know what? If you've got a commitment to yourself and me, (laughs) (laughs) we appreciate it. By we, I mean me. Thank you, Lenny Kravitz. Um, But fun that uh, I love his history that uh that he shares his history, and the idea that uh never wanting to really be the frontman, the lead the singer of the band, wanting to you know just do what he did and and so there's obviously no turning back for that uh that stance on that uh extremely talented performer, totally can play guitar, totally can work the f- crowd and seemingly not put too much into it, which is meaning it doesn't take him much. He puts a lot into it, but mm-hmm. it comes off as very. Chill. effortless for him
2: mm-hmm. yeah right.
1: i had uh i saw him last time he was here in montreal which was just a couple of years ago pre-covid and uh there was a woman a couple of rows down from us and over a little bit who had probably been overserved, um <laughs> and she was trying to film the show and people like were just on their feet the whole time he's just so good and yeah. she was filming herself like selfie videos but, like, like you guys can see me. So it's like he, waving her hand around the camera. Like, I don't even know. She was so focused on the camera, which is, you know, that modern uh, stance of, like, just put the cameras away and enjoy the show. But she was just like, yeah.
0: And her arm was waving. I don't know what sort of
1: film she would have got or if she watched it the next day, even if she remembered where she was because there would have been no indication from what she was filming that she was at the show. So... Put the cameras down, kids. Yes, Enjoy your life.
2: Yeah. They probably use that as some sort of example in film school. Don't do this. (laughs) Don't do this.
1: Nobody liked the Blair Witch Project when, you know, the shaky cameras makes everybody Especially when you're
2: filming yourself.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No kidding. Ooh, look how much fun I had. And everybody's throwing up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So on we go. You ready for your 90s rewind? Let's do it. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Whoa. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> I know that we've done this year before, but I, I was struck by a few things that I wanted to hit uh from around this time in 1998. Wouldn't it be funny if we just did it last week and I totally am blanking on it? <laughs> 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 Super funny. And you know, um the Bee Gees were getting some due respect when Drew Hill covered How Deep Is Your Love with yeah. guest Redman hitting the Barry Gibb high notes. It's just kidding, of course, because, um, it wasn't a Bee Gees cover. <laughs> Drew Hill did. And certainly Red Man, not above, you know, hitting high notes if he could. But, uh, How Deep Is Your Love from Drew Hill was a big part of the soundtrack to Rush Hour with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, which actually hit theaters in the fall of 1998. Um, other movie music that we were digging that fall from Armageddon, mm. which oh, made, yeah. made Balladeers of Aerosmith. They're gigantic. I don't want to miss a thing. Oh, mm. But you're going to when you die out there.
2: Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Did you just wreck the ending on me?
1: Yeah, from uh, 23 years ago, I wrecked the ending. <laughs> it's sort of on you if you haven't seen it... the movie yet. <laughs> haven't seen it. You never saw Armageddon? Me neither. Everybody dies. It's crazy. Really? <laughs> really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Some people die, but they deserved it. No, they didn't <laughs> see. I I'm not telling any truth at all. You should just watch Armageddon. It's actually a pretty good movie. It's super like blockbustery and yeah. grand. And of course, you'd have a big ballad from a big rock band. Yeah, but it's really good. At the same time, and cool also that Aerosmith would be the band to provide that ballad, and Liv Tyler would be the uh, female lead in the movie. Liv Tyler, of course, Steven Tyler's daughter.
2: Uh, one if thing there's I thought any was connection r- there. What's that? Wonder if there's <laughs> any connection there.
1: Of uh Liv Tyler being Stephen
2: Tyler's daughter? In the same project.
1: Oh yes! Nepotism. Got it. Nepotism kills, Kelly. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and everybody dies because of nepotism in the movie. Okay, um, great. <laughs> One thing I loved about uh, this week or around this week in 1998 was that the Hot Shot debut chart single from an album called The Miseducation of...
2: Lauren Hill mm-hmm. of
1: Lauren, I Don't Show Up On Time, Hill, uh, was the song Doo Wop, That Thing, that was about to blow us all away. It debuted at number one. Wow. That thing. Bananas. Man, she had it, man. What an album that was. Anywho,
2: that's your 90s rewind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. Adam, I'd
2: like to point out that I, I still feel we didn't work on that sound effect.
0: I know, I noticed, but I told you it's been a crazy week, it's okay. been a crazy day, and I'm not proud of it. you some
2: homework of, to do? I'm not
0: <laughs> proud of it. Okay. I kind of like it. It's sort of, whoa. Want right. to hear it again? Yes.
1: Whoa. You know what that says? That truly, that sound says to me, get me a Bic pen, I have to fix that cassette. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, before you wrap up, Sharon, a quick note to our peeps. If you're listening to this, which hopefully you are on all the major podcast platforms, if you'd like to have a little view of us on the visual podcast you can hit up our youtube channel youtube.com slash kelly alexander show and the first playlist you'll see is 90s now we've got like at least five or if not six episodes on the visual podcast so if you want to see our beautiful made for radio faces uh you can definitely do that and also don't forget to find us on all of our social media because there's lots going on on the tiktok and the instagram and the facebook at 90s oh, now no. fm
1: coolio Thanks, you guys. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you, too. It's nice to be seen. Thanks. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for listening and finding us wherever it is that you do. We appreciate that. Always have, always will. Uh, season 10, show 10, in the books. Thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.